The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So if you're going to join us in the Bible, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 13. Is that's the section of Proverbs we've been going through today. So Proverbs chapter 13, and we're just going to start with focusing on one verse from this chapter uh, that is ultimately going to lead us to several other verses throughout Scripture because uh, there's a lot in here uh, that at least brings up a particular topic, but we want to go further and dig down as to more than just a fact. How do we resolve this? So Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 10. A very important verse, this verse affects anybody who's married, anybody who works, anybody who has a friend or a relative, anybody who is around humans whatsoever, this verse affects them. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10, the Bible says, Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. And a lot of times, let me go back, let me go back to Genesis chapter 1. Remember in Genesis chapter 1, actually not Genesis chapter 1, I think it, Genesis, later in Genesis, where Adam and Eve had just uh, ate of the tr- uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and then they sinned. We mentioned this not that long ago, that was the first sin after the first sin was the blame game. You know, God asked Adam, what's going on? And Adam said, the woman you gave me. And the woman said, well, it was a serpent that beguiled me, and they blamed everyone else. Well, in light of that, how many times have you uh, done one of two things? Either one, um, been the brunt of someone's, you know, you've been in a fight, you've been in an argument with somebody, and someone says, well, it's your fault, you started it. Or you came back and said, man, they started, they just not said that, we would have never been in this argument. But how many times have you found yourself in an argument? And uh, sometimes the argument can last two to three minutes, sometimes two to three days. And you get to the end of it, and you're like, man, how did it even start? How did we ever get to the point to argue about this? I don't even remember what caused it. And it's true, 90% of the time, there are misunderstandings or, or kind of pent-up frustrations that lead us um, to use a scenario and it kind of creates something that wasn't, you know, that it creates something that's been in my, our, our minds maybe for weeks or months, if not just days. Uh, but it's easy to do that. So we come back and say, what started it? Many people in marriage, when you get to the end of an argument, you say, I mean, we've been arguing, but I don't remember about what? Well, this verse starts off with a very important phrase that I think we need to understand, where it simply says, only by pride cometh contention. Contention means any level of conflict. Uh, It could be personal frustration, offense, arguing, physical fighting, anything of that nature. Uh, Say, I'm done, I'm offended by this job, I'm I'm quitting. Anything that brings level of contention in your life, he says, only by pride comes. Now, it could, be, it could be one of two things. It could be that the person attacking you is full of pride. And you sit back and say, what is going on? There are sometimes the conflict is one-sided, uh, where um, someone's frustrated for whatever reason, and they feel like, man, what, 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 what did I do? They're coming at me. And it's, it's pride in their levels. But in most occasions, um, conflict doesn't resolve. What do they say? It takes two to tango. Conflict doesn't usually come unless there's two people part of it. One person, it's rare, it happens, but it's one per, rare for one person to kind of go at. And it's, I've seen it happen. Uh, there's an issue unrelated to the scenario and they're frustrated over other things and so they kind of go at somebody who reminds them of that or whatever it be. But generally speaking, conflict in marriage, conflict in your home, it, it rarely, almost never happens with just one person. 
Uh, because another person can help resolve it. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So when conflict starts, a first person can start it, but the secondary person can either make it worse and create uh, frustration or uh, misunderstanding into a problem, or they can help actually resolve this. And the second person can do that. Either a soft answer turns away wrath, they find a way to calm it down, or they can add grievous words. And all of us have been on both ends of this at some point, uh, because it's just pride is a struggle part of our life, and, and frankly, probably more often in the last few months with everything else in life, it's just, you know, there's just been a lot of, you know, struggle and, and upheaval, and because of that, our reactions are a little quicker. Some would say hot-tempered, uh, short-fused phrases like that. It's interesting, though, it says, only by pride comes contention. The second half of the verse says, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Here's two things that happens. One, one I like one commenter said, someone who is not governed by their emotions. Someone who is, is not going to react immediately based upon how they felt. And this is the easy thing to do. Something happens and we're offended or we dig a little deep into what the other person said. or And maybe, maybe legitimately, maybe the comment wasn't, worded well or was meant to be forceful and so we allow our emotions to take over he says but um the well of ice someone who says listen i'm, I'm going to follow first of all the teachings of the word of god which we'll get to in a second to explain what i mean by that but someone who is not governed by their emotions, someone who does not react quickly, someone who does not, um, is not short fused and usually what we say it's just the way i am I, i'm easily angered well i be very careful with that uh, because we don't want something to become great cause, great grief that doesn't need to be there. But when we look at this, there's two options. I can be well advised, I can follow the word of God and its teachings, and I cannot allow my, be governed by my emotions, or I can be governed by my pride. Simply put, conflict only comes as a result of pride. I'm hurt, I'm offended, I didn't get my way. Um, you say, well, I have a right to be frustrated. Well, the Bible clearly states contention only comes by pride. Now, please understand, there are, there are going to be times when offense has taken place or there's frustration or there's disagreement that does not always result in conflict. Uh, you're going to have people you disagree with. You're going to have scenarios that might have been offensive to you, but it doesn't have to result every time in a fight. It can be something to where conflict's there, but um, I handle it correctly. Matthew 18 says, if I've been offended, I go to the person and I deal with them. And what's the goal? Resolution. I've, I've, sa I've, I've, I've saved a friend. I've created a relationship. I brought resolution to this thing. Instead of going behind their back or getting angry and my pride allowing contention to go. So there are scenarios in life where there is legitimate hurt, offense, frustration, whatever it be. But there are biblical ways to handle it. It's when we allow pride to take over that contention comes, that this scenario turns into a fight instead of something that could have been resolved appropriately. So pride brings that. So the well-advised, those are not governed by their emotion. Those are willing to say, let me uh, approach this in a better way. Those are the ones that can eliminate the, uh, the conflict. What I want to do is just take the next couple of minutes and I've wrote, written down a few other verses that I think are necessary to help us in some of the principles that we can see. The first one I've written down is found also in Proverbs, but later Proverbs chapter 21 verse 2. And really what I see, we're kind of emphasizing the idea of the pride aspect of that first verse where Proverbs 21 2 says, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, his own thinking, his own perspective but the Lord pondereth the heart. So we say every, every man, every way of man is right. My thinking, my, my direction, it's okay in my own mind. 
Um, I want to go the right way. Obviously, we wouldn't be going a specific way if somehow we didn't think it was right. We shouldn't be going that way. If we think it's wrong, we should be careful about that. But so what we're saying is that, again, that phrase, every, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. We know that every different opinion cannot be right. There's so many opinions out there today that cannot all be right. Now, there's preferences. There's views on things. They can be. You can have your own view on politics. You can have your own view on different things. But there are just some parts of life. It's either right or wrong. And the Bible is the source. Jesus, God, the Bible are the source of truth. That's why we call this podcast the source of truth truth is, it's not my view, it is the Bible. It's why we focus on the Bible. Now, the world says it's not true. The world says, you know, if it's okay, if I'm okay with it, it doesn't hurt anybody, then it's right. That's not true. Truth is absolute. And I'm telling you, the world does not believe that, but it is true. Truth is absolute, whether we like it or not. And so we have to be very careful looking at truth is absolute. And so we've got to make sure that we're recognizing that truth, that just because I think it's okay, does it make it right? Uh, then there's an issue, another one in Titus chapter 1, verse 15, where the Bible says, Under the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. Now, that first phrase is what I want to work on. Under the pure, all things are pure. Often people look at that and say this from a moral point of view. And that's not really what it means. Pure means just simply clean, free from frustration, free from uh, filth. If my conscience is pure, then when somebody comes in and says something to me, I'm not going to view it in a negative way. So if, I, if a coworker walks in and they say something and I'm not already frustrated, you know, that comment's going to be taken differently. But if I'm already frustrated to her, I'm assuming someone's out to get me, then when that person makes a comment, my, my defiled conscience that is already frustrated will take that comment more than it really was meant to be. So here's the thing. If I don't want conflict to go, I need to make sure that my heart's right. So in the most simplistic way, you, you get in a fight with your spouse. A lot of times it starts this way. Your spouse comes in and says something. It may not, you know, they, don't, they didn't mean it a certain way. It was just stated. But because you're already assuming something, that comment is filtered through the impurity, this assumption, and the conflict gets worse. So I say, one, get things right. If you have someone, something wrong with somebody, get it right. So that way... It is pure. The comments can be made and aren't taken the wrong way. Um, there's another one in Ephesians 4, uh, verse 26. Be, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, and neither give place to the devil. A couple of very important principles. One, the first three words, be ye angry. Anger in itself is not sin. Uh, anger can produce sin, or anger that goes too far can become sin. Because I would say somebody who is a constantly angry person is, is sinful. Uh, but anger itself is not. I go, I, I go back often to Jesus in the temple when he overthrew the money changers. Angry at how dare people in the name of his father defile the home of his father like that. And in righteous indignation, he wanted people to know how angry he was. There are times when things are done that uh, the riling up of frustration or anger or offense, however, I dare you say this about my God, how dare you do this? I'm telling you, there's some things this culture screams and hollers that are offensive to Christians. I'm not saying we need to go get all upset and go online, well, I can't believe they said that. We, we know, I, I meant that they should, to an extent, hit your conscience and say, man, that's wrong. But one man put it this way, there are times to loose our anger. Let it out. Let people know I disagree. Let people know that where they're going is wrong. Hey, listen, I'm going to stand for what's right, and I think you're wrong. So loosing a level of disappointment and disapproval is not wrong. Uh, but there's a difference between loosing my anger in certain scenarios and losing my temper. 
that's where we get wrong, where, we're, where it's no longer being used as a way to explain my perspective. Now it's controlled me. So be angry, but sin not. Don't go too far. Remember, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Don't go to bed angry. Deal with it. Because it's only going to evolve, and then it comes the next day and next day, and then it gets worse, and you don't remember why you were there, and it blows up. Here's the part, I think, of verse 27, so important. Neither give place to the devil. Temper that, is, that was maybe loosed, but now is you've lost it gives place to the devil. It creates bitterness and frustration because I didn't deal with it. Anger coming out may not be wrong in itself if it allows me to deal with it correctly. Failure to deal with anger the way I'm supposed to ultimately creates grief. Um, two more verses that I think look at, so what do I do? Uh, first of all, James 1.19, Wherefore, my, brother, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. So I start, this goes back to in Proverbs where it says, but with the well-advised is wisdom. The more I listen to the scenario, the more I stop talking and stop thinking and just listen. I don't mean hear words. Listen to what's being said. The more I'm less likely to assume wrong and negative and react poorly. So I must listen, uh, slow to speak. I'm not going to jump and interrupt. I'm going to stop. I'm going to listen. Then I'm like, more likely to be slow to wrath. Because most, because it says, only by pride comes contention. My pride jumps in. I want to react. No, relax, slow, calmly. Slow down and listen. You may still find out that the information is disagreeable or offensive, whatever, but if you listen to all of it, it you just you know, don't react right away. Then there's one more I think is so important. I like what Paul said in Acts chapter 24, verse 16. He said, And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense towards God and men. I am striving not to be the cause of the conflict. And so if there's something wrong, I'm going to follow Matthew 18 and I'm going to go get it right. And then that person may not have nothing to do with getting it right. There have been times in my life where I've gone to the person and, and I say, have I done something to offend you? No, 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 they haven't. To later tell me that they have been for months. Well, that's on them. I, the, if you go to someone and they say, no, I've not been offended, and later say they have, they've lied. They have something bigger to deal with. And that's between them and God. You could only do what you can do. But if you believe there's an issue, go to them. Deal with it. And if everything's right before God, then everything's going to be dealt with. And then don't worry about that. You can do your part. He says, I exercise myself. It's something I strive to do. It's not natural to always have a void of a conscience, one of a conscience, void of offense toward God and towards man. Clear conscience, one before God, and then two before man. That's what we strive to do. I mean, like I said when we start, I hope that your day has not had this already. I hope you have not had a day on Tuesday where all of a sudden you've already been in a fight or conflict maybe before you left the home or maybe at work and you say, oh my goodness, I just want to strangle someone today. And uh, it's easy to do that if we're not careful. But I encourage you, uh, just relax. Try. i got to be careful saying relax sometimes is the most stressful word in the dictionary. But take some time to not be controlled by your circumstances. And, and I wish I could say, it, I've never done this. You say, well, pastor, it must be easier like this. Please remember, just because someone teaches on this doesn't mean they don't struggle with it. We all do. The truth is not, does not change because the person who teaches it is not perfect in that area. The truth is still there, and we listen to it and strive to follow it. So I, strive, I encourage you to take this truth uh, to the best of your ability and say, today I'm going to do everything I can to implement this, to have a conscious void of offense towards my family and my co-workers, obviously before God, and do everything I can not to let my pride create a scenario 
that is not always comfortable and makes turns into conflict. May we do everything we can to be on the other side of that. Thank you so much for taking this time on Tuesday to join us. And uh, we love you. Thank you so much for the privilege that you've allowed me to be part of your day. We look forward to seeing you again back here tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next time.